Looking for a job isn't easy. It used to be that you could apply at a big name tech company and build a great career for yourself. But times have changed. Many of these companies have gone full woke. And if you aren't the right gender, ethnicity, you don't use pronouns, or if you're not an activist for the preferred cause, then good luck. Why would you risk your career on that? At Red Balloon, we're connecting good employees with top quality companies that value you for your skills and your work ethic, not your social activism score. Employers who post jobs on Red Balloon are focused on creating an enjoyable and productive work culture, free from divisive woke mandates. So if you want to find a serious career path without the nonsense, come to Red Balloon and post your resume today. Because you shouldn't have to choose between your job and your values. That's redballoon.work, where you can find your future. This is our second show. <laughs> oh no! I need to, I need to change how I dress for the second show. Oh brother! You know, without the glasses, you were Gabe. Now you're uh, the water yep, boy. I got yep. Are you all Protestant orange? Natural Welcome born to killer Gabe. Five last face network. Past Toby Chalk Knox. I'm, I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you. Um, well, I'm gonna let Toby read an ad, then I'm gonna get into my show. <laughs> The mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. Hey, the CEO's coming on. David Reese coming yes. on a couple oh. weeks. We gotta oh, come on. I'm yeah. doing a space oh. with him. We're doing um, National Covenanting versus Christian Nationalism. Okay. Ooh. I think it's going to be on Thursday. In the Armored Republic, there's no king but Christ. We are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. They make body armor. Mm. We create tools of liberty. You know, someday it'd be nice to watch This America about Armed Republic. Someday, I hope I might have access. I, I'm one of the producers. I give up. I, I kind of own it and everything. Why don't, you, why don't you just give him your ID and log in? So <laughs> we create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he bestowed to us. I know I could email and I could get a free, maybe I could get like a free membership. Uh, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 I'll email an anonymous name yeah, and I'll ask yeah. if I can sign. Anyways. P.S. This is not Pastor Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Armed Republic is honored to offer you those tools. Body armor are tools of liberty. Visit them at AR, the number 500. Uh, it went away. And they got they actually got armor.com. AR five hundred armor.com. And they actually got some cool announcements coming up. Yeah. I'm really excited what, oh, what do David's they? doing with yeah. Armor Republic and everything. Look, so. I just saw some tests from Y'all the just armor. need to be engaged. Those, they with shot what they that doing. armor up, boy. Yeah. They really? tore that joker up. Yeah. No, nope. yeah. it didn't go through. No piercing. Uh, no. Yep. It protected them. That way it protected, man. It was that green tip. So the uh Republican debate. Oh, we're we gonna last, do my show? The B League. B League Republican yeah. debate was yeah. last week. I don't even know if it was B League. Wow. It was like C. It was, well, it was Trump, C. It while, was C. While Trump and Tucker were having the real conversation. Right. Which wasn't what, as much really, of the real conversation. That wasn't a real conversation, as No, I, I agree. I it agree. was kind of boring. But he yeah. didn't have to. I just oh. loved his uh, Tucker's and, and Trump's back and forth when they were talking about George. Uh, Where's the producer? Hey. George hey. Fox, the, the Fox News guy. <laughs> He's like, Con oh, his dad was great. He's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Carter, find out. Oh, you're talking about Chris, yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. Wallace yeah. Yeah. Carter, find out how many um, uh, views, views the Tucker yeah, yeah. thing had. Because Fox had 12 million. Yeah. Ver versus Fox. Yeah, I yeah. want to know what, what Tucker on X had. had. over two, 2 million views, 200 million views. But, but I those, those views are going to not be the same as, as uh, Fox's views. How do you know? 
Uh, because if you just see the video, it's going to be counted as a view. So, uh, why, uh, why, uh, so? how do they count it on Fox? Um, well, well, if you, if you <laughs> say the same, same way, but people use Twitter differently than they use cable TV. Right. They actually probably tune a little more in in the in, on but cable. But you can't find it after it's posted. I know, I not know. me. I was yeah, like, what is this? An infomercial? Yeah. They're trying yeah. to sell me a vacuum yeah. cleaner. Yeah. Get off there! So uh, the information is coming to Tucker curate currently. At. So I started thinking about like the, the, this debate and and um, the, the condition of the Republican Party, yeah. uh, Tucker, uh, Trump, uh, you know, Vivek, who I, I just don't believe Vivek anymore. And and yesterday, Toby preached a sermon on him, uh, uh, giving her testimony. That's true. And it was uh, really was good. Yeah, to- Toby was there. Short yeah. sermon. Yeah, and, I gave it. Yeah, he and and, uh, and and I started thinking about like the politics of your testimony, of sharing your testimony, of talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> And okay, I'm gonna let you finish. But Tucker had 261 million yeah. point eight views. So yeah. I'm just saying, like, even if they counted different, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take half of those. Like, I'll take. I'll take half of. Let's just imagine. Give me ten percent of those views. Let's just say that half the people yeah. watch it who they say. Yeah. Well, you think ten percent of those views is twenty million? <laughs> They didn't still even get that. One. Still, still be I mean, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. That's funny. So, so uh, talking about like the politics of like sharing your testimony and 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 for you know my family, you're, you you alluded to this too, and your your family, we grew up in Christian homes, right? And uh, you know my testimony is not crazy. I went through times where oh, I, no, need you're, a, you're I need a little <laughs> extra spanking, planting there, trees, oh, me too. Sure. yeah, tearing yeah. up stuff, and yeah. and but I started also you know so we we grew up in this. Uh, my mom and dad were parent uh, were Christians. They passed their their faith down to me. They, you know, my dad actually became reformed. He became Christian a Christian in the uh, uh, Jesus Revolution. He's baptized yeah. in the Bay. Yeah, uh, right. so was mom. Yeah, and uh, and then like shortly after, he found a, he started working for a Christian bookstore and found Rush Dooney and, and got rebaptized. And <laughs> yeah, and no. all that stuff. So, <laughs> no, so no, 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 no. I grew up in a first generation. <laughs> if he was a Baptist, he got rebaptized. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a, in the same same joke. You know, glad this ain't an Old Testament joke. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God for water and yeah, not and nice. I getting circumcised twice. Yeah. Um, and I grew up in a. Uh, um, Hey, what the, why, so we're talking over there? My producer, yeah, getting on my mic. He didn't approve, <laughs> he didn't approve. Like, he was like, That was wrong, Gabe. He's, he's thinking how he's gonna edit that one out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to so, cut this so one. So, I grew up in first generation. Fresh, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is, we each have our own agenda in the show, and you're seeing that play out already no, right here. No, um. And and so I actually grew up in a first generation Presbyterian family. Yeah, my dad, yeah. my dad was newly reformed, in yeah. first, and and then so I grew up in this this Presbyterian tradition. Um, my dad actually wanted even to practice pedo communion with us, but was in a Presbyterian church that wouldn't do it. Yeah, right. Uh, and then my kids here they are growing up in Moscow, Idaho, right, um, with just faithfulness, goodness, just blessing abounding all around. And one of the mm. things that you challenged us, you know, is don't, you know, we have a boring testimony, but don't be a boring Christian. Right. And I started kind of thinking all, uh, related to that is like, not only not be a boring Christian, but don't be a spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. Because I was talking to my kids on the way home from, from your sermon. We were talking about their testimonies and everything. Mm. We are talking about what it means to have a testimony. And, you know, I, I, I'm trying to like, in some sense, kind of, Help your kids understand right. how great it is that you're a Christian and you're born in, in the Wrench family and you're growing up with a church, a Christian school. Yeah, you got this. You know what? Twenty million dollar mansion that you're growing up in. Right. And and as kids grow up in this world, right, with with walls and 
pools mm. in mm. and you know it, they could buy anything they want uh how do you get them to understand how great and how blessed they are right. with that house right with those pools with those cars right and the problem and the problem is is we become a bunch of bratty christians yeah we're never and, gonna get. Spoiled, we're never gonna get to the show because that's a really good stuff. And spoiled Christian, we're, we're spoiled Christians, and, and you know, so I'm trying to like help my kids to understand how spoiled they are. Right. And it's and and it's not the issue that you got all these blessings and you're spoiled in some sense. That's that's not the issue. It's, it's are you thankful and are you awake to God's goodness in your life? Right. That's right. And then and then I started even thinking, kind of you know, um, backing up even further, and God built the world in such a way where we're blessed because Noah built. We're blessed because Abraham um, built. We're blessed because we're actually standing on the foundation of thousands of years of blessing to, right. to where we're at. Like um, right. that was God's pro- that was God's promise to Abraham that He was going to bless all the families of the earth, and, uh, and, and He did it through each family along the way. Right. Know, we have we have mobile phones and cars and all this stuff because Abraham right. started building and ad- I, I, antibiotics and, 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 and you know yeah, all the gifts. I was wondering why Gabe wasn't paying any attention while we were prepping the show. Yeah, because he wasn't ever planning to get to any of no, this. Like no. this is just like we just might as well no, close. We're, we're, we're gonna get there. No, I don't think so. No, it's not I, had, I had my turn, no. but, but, but I want you to connect it more to politics. Yeah. And so, yeah, well, th- th- this is this is where my term was coming up, yeah. and and so we're we're growing up in this country where we're um, we're spoiled brat Americans, and we're we're rejecting our history, our founding, and and we don't know how to tell our own testimony. Mm. We don't know we don't know what our own story is here in our country. Our American testimony. Our American testimony. That's what, right. What, of what, God's goodness to what, us. That's so right. What, wait, wait, so what, define that. What is a, our American testimony? Because I think that there's a separation, particularly most Christians, who would say your American testimony is not really a testimony. You yeah. your personal testimony, right. how God saved you, but there yeah. is no corporate testimony. But that's the that's the thing is we've we've forgotten. We uh, I think we. You're absolutely right. I um I th- I don't know if I mentioned. I think I mentioned this on the show. Justifying Revolution. Yeah, Ju- justifying. Oh, I need to get them on. You, yeah. mm-hmm. you need to get the book Justifying mm-hmm. Revolution. Um, it is phenomenal. I'm not even done with it yet. Mm-hmm. It's published by some fancy publishing house, so it's expensive, but it's worth oh, every that's penny. Right. It's every like, time I go there to buy it, I'm like, oh, sixty it, bucks. It's like fifty or sixty <laughs> bucks. Um, but the whole. I mean, there's 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 more. I mean, um. Mark Hall's been doing good work on this. Did, Gary did, Stewart. Yeah, but you know, remember we had Mark Hall on before. Um, did, did did Christian ha- uh, did America have a Christian family? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. he, he's got good stuff on this. Um, there's another book about just about the role of the Bible in the founding of America. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm blanking on the name of it. Um, there's more and more work being done here, but I would just say Justifying Revolution is a great one mm-hmm. where um, he points out that. Um, the dominant paradigm for the last hundred years has been that basically um, the Christians in America, in the American colonies um, basically jettisoned their theology and Bible Mm -hmm. embraced John Locke style enlightenment thinking to justify the revolution Mm -hmm. and build the country. Mm -hmm. So guys like Mark Knoll, George Marsden, are big name evangelical historians from the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And he basically points out that they completely pooched it, at least on this particular topic. Interesting. Mm. And he goes back and examines the actual sermons of the pastors in the colonies. Yeah, yeah you've talked about this. For a hundred years leading up to, to the revolution. 1600s, 1700s. 16, yeah, uh-huh. So 1670s to yeah. 1770s. Yeah. 
Right after the Westminster Confession. And points, no, exactly, and points out that they are constantly quoting and referring to um, the Puritans who and, and Reformers, going back to Calvin and John Knox, who had to hammer out a theology of resistance, mm-hmm. just war and, and the rest of it, lesser magistrates, um, and so on. Um, the Huguenots had to hammer this out because they were ma- they were being massacred um, in the in the um, in the uh, when, when the, what was it called the St. Bartholomew's Day massacre. Um, you, you had there there was a, a thought out defense that basically said lesser magistrates can defend their people, and even at some point, individuals have a right from God to defend their lives and their livelihood, their property, and their neighbors mm-hmm. from tyranny. Mm-hmm. And um, they had to defend um, the the English Civil War. Um, where they they arrested uh, King Charles and executed him, mm. um, mm-hmm. and they defended it theologically. They defended wow. it biblically, and the sermons leading up to the revolution uh, were not John Locke sermons at all. Yeah, right. um, they were based on the Bible. That they were based on biblical principles mm-hmm. of self defense. Mm-hmm. And so I'd I'd start there, Knox. You say, what's our American testimony? Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, our American testimony is that God in his mercy poured out his spirit mm. during the reformation that um that brought back the word of god and in bringing back the word of god to the people of god mm-hmm. it set the people of god free mm-hmm. not just in a spiritual way not just in the way that they 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 didn't no longer needed the roman catholic church and the sacraments in order to be right with god but also um political freedom uh, came on the scene in a large way, and it was Puritans and separatists and Christians of, of, a, of a number of Protestant stripes who came to the colonies who believed in a particular uh, Protestant version mm-hmm. of political freedom, which also entailed the rights uh, and obligations even. I mean, these, these Puritan pastors, Baptist and Presbyterian, by the way, Baptist yeah, and Presbyterian, yeah, yeah are preaching sermons that not only say, is it sometimes permissible to defy tyrants, but they even get to the point where they say it becomes a moral obligation to defy tyrants at certain points. So they weren't just saying, just preach the gospel? No, no, no. And so so I would say to, to, to Gabe's point, which I think is a really fantastic point, is that is our... Testimony. Mm-hmm. Our testimony Woo. is that God, and, and here's here's the thing. Well, we're not honoring and our we parents in that one. We reject it. Here's, yeah. here's a cool thing. That's right. Uh, uh, That's right so nice. probably a big part of the reason why the war for independence was fought was because of the Great Awakening. Mm-hmm. The Great Awakening happened in the 1830s and 1840s. Mm-hmm. George Whitfield, John Wesley. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean who? What? Which, which Purit, modern day Puritan? Is not a big fan of George Whitfield. Uh, the Great Awakening happened in the seventeen. You said eighteen. Sorry, right. sorry. Uh, yeah, 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 sorry. Just make sure. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. That's weird. Seventeen thirties and seventeen forties. Yep. It happened before the second, the second Great Awakening. Yeah, was different, di- yeah. different, different wow, Great Awakening. Yep. That, that was a bad Great Awakening. Yep. The second Great Awakening <laughs> is the bad one. Yeah. Don't go there. Yeah. There's some bad Presbyterians involved in that. Um, <laughs> but um, but yes, the first Great That's Awakening, seventeen thirties, seventeen forties. George Whitfield, John yep. Wesley. Yeah. Um, yep. And and actually, this guy in Justifying Revolution um, even references the fact that George Whitfield. Not only is he preaching the gospel, like on fire uh-huh. preaching the gospel and bringing people to repentance in the colonies, is bringing news of 
parliamentary action mm. from plotting right. yeah. against the colonial freedoms wow. in the 1730s and 1740s. Wow. Not even kidding. There's ref- there's references to, to George Whitfield saying, watch out. Um, things are changing over here wow. and you need to be on guard for your freedom here in, in America. And, and, and actually, and as, so he's preaching the gospel and political yeah. informant yeah. preaching the gospel and saying, you need, you need to guard your freedom closely. Mm. You need to defend it because they're coming for it. I wonder if Jonathan Lehman would have done that. <laughs> no, he would have wrote a letter about what he's doing. Like, not everybody has to be like him. Remember, you don't have to be like George Whitfield. Yeah. I, think, I think part of the point here is I know we got a lot of first-generation Christians in our audience, but we also have a lot of, like, second-generation, third-generation Christians in our audience where um, we need to teach our kids – not not to be boring Christians. Maybe they have a boring testimony, but not to be boring Christians. And we need to teach our kids not to be spoiled brats. Right. That they're growing up in this world. Right. And we know words matter. And yeah. we, we know, yeah. like, when you speak and when you share your testimony, you share the grace of God in your life, and now he's forgiven you, and, and that you've never rebelled in your your, yeah. your life. You've been faithful as God has allowed you to through this whole thing. That has, like, those words have power. Remember, um, what was I, I can't remember Oprah or one of the movement shout your abortion. Yeah. Like shout your mm-hmm. testimony. Yeah. Like when, when you speak and shout what the grace of God in your life, like you're changing the world. Right. And you're, you're the, the thing about telling your testimonies, you're, you're talking about how you've been humbled before the Lord. You're, you're, you're Forgi- talking about forgiveness, for, of your forgiveness sins. of your sins. Jesus is Lord of your life and yeah. Jesus is Lord over the world. Yeah. Answered prayer. Answered prayer. And you're also identifying yourself with the correct loyalties. Right. And mm. part of the problem that we've had in this country is our mm. loyalties have been all mixed up. Mm-hmm. Right? And we, you know, we, uh, we're identifying, you know, with our personal pronouns or we're identifying with, with this political movement instead of identifying with, with our God first right. and our people our, our uh, God's people second. Right. Mm. Uh, and then, um, and, and because we have this, we've, we've rejected our testimony, we've rejected our history of the, of, of our, our founding nation. Um, we, we don't have a, our, we can't tell our testimony. Our testimony is not, Political. It's not it. It's it's confused and and yeah. where we're at the, today. The first it, during the war for independence, um, the United States Congress passed a resolution uh, approving a committee to work on on printing Bibles for the colonies. Mm-hmm. Because they were having a shortage of Bibles because they were all coming from England. That definitely doesn't happen in a Christian nation. Nobody would ever do that in a Christian nation. <laughs> yeah. We're not sure why they wanted to print the Bibles. Atheism led them to them. That's what it was. Paganism and atheism made them but, print Bibles. But, but the United States. To the but like, that's, that's part of my that's testimony. Funny. That's yeah. right. That's part it, of that's my right. testimony. Right. I, right. I belong to a people, a nation, the founding Congress of which that's right. approved a, a committee to look into. They didn't actually end up needing to print it themselves. It didn't actually happen, but they approved that. Probably because yeah. someone in the church stepped up. Yeah, I think that's actually what happened. Someone yeah. actually ended up printing no, it. No, I and, got this. And it was taken care of yeah. in, in Philadelphia, but it was initially approved by Congress. Yeah, we need to make sure our people have Bibles while we're fighting this war. Wow. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you think wow. about that. Like, that's our country. Yeah. So can I take a step back for a second? Uh, because I came to church, was two weeks ago now? And I saw this. Oh, no, it was, I think, Pastor Wilson's email it sends out. But it was like a boot camp over the next, was it three weeks, six Not, weeks? Yeah. Is no. that? Work, Nine messages, Nine three messages, weeks. Three Workbench. Weeks? Workbench. Oh, that's right. Workbench. Yeah. It's kind of like a boot camp. Is this part of that series? Yeah. So why why decide to do this? Why even engage this topic? 
Um, in, in, the con- in the context of a workbench. Yeah, what, is, what we're doing is uh, we wanted to go over, um, we just, I mean, we brainstormed, the pastors brainstormed. So Christchurch Uptown, Christchurch Downtown, and King's Cross, um, we just, the pastors meet every week and talk about the needs of our congregations mm. and everything. And in the context of a new school year, mm. um, students coming back to school, uh, we have a big university uh, community with uh, NSA, New St. Andrews College, University of Idaho, Washington State University, Lewis Clark State College, um, and also just continue to have a lot of new folks in town. Um, we thought we wanted to coordinate uh, doing a series of messages on just practical Christianity. So it's a workbench of practical Christianity. This is one of the things that um, we we have inherited from Doug's dad, Jim Wilson, mm-hmm. who from jump for years, for decades, has really emphasized just the practical obedience that that you're, you belong to Jesus, obey him. Yeah. Mm. You, your sins are forgiven now, obey him. And so we came up with nine different topics, and then we, rather than do nine weeks long and all of us do it, we just decided to divvy them up three, three, three. Um, and so um, Pastor Doug has been doing, uh, he did um, hard work in Sabbath, he's did personal finances, and I think he's doing business with Brothers Next. Um, downtown, uh, Pastor Ben Zorns and Ben Merkel are doing how to be free from bitterness, mm-hmm. confession of sin and forgiveness, um, and, um, and why we worship the way we do. Um, my first week was fearing God and honoring your parents. Mm. And then I just did the message on uh, sharing your testimony, giving your testimony, having a testimony and sharing the gospel. And the next week I'm going to do, we'll finish up at King's cross with, um, uh, uh lies, cheating and honesty. Mm. Um, but basically we're just, oh, we're just trying, I'm going to be sick. That's <laughs> <I'm not> giving <laughs> <laughs> I just found out I'm going to be sick. Uh, no, I, I'm just kidding. I, no, but I, I think I think this. It, that, but the so idea good. was just basically we just want to drive the basics of what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Um, drive those nails in. Gabe, as you was talking, the first thing that popped in my my mind. You know, we've been going through at, at our house. We just go through a, a chapter every night for family worship of the, the Bible. And so we've been working our way through numbers. Now we're in Deuteronomy. And when you start reading this stuff back to back, if you're not on the Bible reading challenge, you should be because it just really parallels, uh, uh, connects well to read Old Testament, New Testament verses. You start getting the context you didn't get before. But it's really interesting that how much is repeated in Deuteronomy from Numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and so on and so forth. They just keep this repeating. Of course, Deuteronomy means the law again and again, right? Like that's mm-hmm. what it means. But it was interesting that. There wasn't anything that, um, as Moses is instructing them in their testimony um, that they have from their parents and the promises of God, part of the way that you lose the blessing is to forget your past, mm-hmm. right? Part of it because you, and then you end up turning to false gods and you lose the generation, and then you get kicked out of the land. Mm-hmm. And so, part of <laughs> I think we, because we've lost, and this is why some people say are arguing for the fact what was America's um, past? What well, it was a Christian nation. Because they're seeing the same reality. If we forget the blessings of God to our forefathers and to our fathers and all the way down to our grandparents, there is a part of us that will lose out and miss out on being thankful for what God has given us and what we have right now, even in the mess. Right. Like this is a, this is our mess because of a lack of faithfulness that we've had in our nation. And we don't know that if we don't understand where we started from. What did God give us? What did God do? through history for our nation, for our country. Oh, he did these things for us. And what did we do in return? We said, no, thank you, God. Or we didn't listen or we weren't obedient. Right. That's part of our testimony. Right. But but the other thing that I I have to drive this in here, we seem to want to disconnect our testimony from a political influence, like everything that Israel understood about, um, 
being saved with the Lord had a political implication yep. to it. Yep. It yep. wasn't separate. Right. And so that's why I wanted to bring the up. Knox, that was the Old Testament. Yes. And nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> it sure yeah. was. It's all over right. the new. Right? right. And so somehow we tend to want to look at our own testimony story apart from God actually from, from it having an effect in the land. Right. But yep. our, our disobedience brings curses. Right. And everybody will acknowledge that. Right. But if you go and listen to John MacArthur, right, very dispensational um, guy, right, all the way through. But he does this whole thing on the state of America. And I think he did it back in 20, oh, I can't remember, 2016. Okay. It is phenomenal. <laughs> and it brings in all the curses of what happens when a nation forgets God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ask too many. You gotta questions. have a covenant for that. Don't don't ask too many <laughs> questions. You, that means you must have remembered at some point. Yeah. But right. I mean, yeah. And so, are we gonna show any of these clips? I, no. No. Uh, no. no. <laughs> They're all done. That's like no, we're done. We're all done. But I, I think yeah. it ties in. Okay. I think it ties well, in. Because, how much time you because, got? Because I think I, 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 we don't do all of them. But I just, I guess. Which I, one do you want? I, I, I want, I want the one where they're raising their hands. Okay, let's start off. Which, with which okay, one? There's two where they're raising their hands. Yeah. So here, here's let's do okay. both. I, don't, I, 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 I have a broader point to make, but I want you to make a point too okay. about this. So it, this is in the earlier part of the debate. I want, I want us to watch this though in the context of this is what happens to a nation that forgets God. Yeah, mm. That's right. Doesn't know their testimony. Human behavior is causing climate change. Raise your hand if you do. Look, look, we're not school children. Let's have the debate. I mean, I'm happy to take it to start. <laughs> Alexander, so do you want to raise your hand? Okay, so. That was good. The, the question was, and, yeah. and, and you know Nobody what? raised their hands. No, nobody raised their hand because DeSantis jumped on it. Yeah. He's like, look, we're adults. We're big boys. We're not school children. Let's have the debate. And right. so he takes charge here. Yeah. Let's just hold it in our minds and just scoot down a little bit later in the debate and see what happens. And first, before oh, okay, we get there, okay. notice how the questions Fox is asking. Right. Just oh, stupid. Oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. If former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. Christy did raise his hand. Yeah, really? And then he, 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 did, he did this. Then then Christy did this. And he talked about it later. He was like, nah, I wasn't raising my hand. I was doing this. I was, wa I was waving. I, I was waving it off. But I and want you to fans. notice something. Notice who didn't interrupt the question. Yeah, for real. Notice who didn't say Ron, anything. Ron DeSantis. Here. DeSantis. Yeah. He, he interrupted when it come to global warming. Like, like, notice how long he waits. One, he waits, two, three, four. And he uh, looks and he's like, I'm going to throw my hand up too. Me too. What happened to the bold, right. strong, out front? Hey, we're adults here. Let's debate it. I'll jump up first and right. have. What happened to him here? Right. Why not act like that in this moment? Yeah. He what, didn't yeah, do what, it. What about ha saying we're not children? We're not children. That was that was there was there was uh, children up there on that stage, except for you know, yeah, all of them. But Vivek at least raised his hand first. He right. was the boldest child on the stage. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> but I, I, this is this this is the part that I was. I know everybody watched Ron late, raise his hand late. That wasn't the thing that bothered me because I think it proved that he is not the guy he acts like. Just moments before this, right. right? And this was early in the debate. He should have just said, "Guys, I'm not doing that. Right? I'm not going to do that. Let's talk about I, it." I already told you. Let's. Let's. I'll go first. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that he didn't do that, and right. that was and the, his strongest moment was when he broke out and said, "I'm not raising my hand like a child." You know. Yeah. Let's have the debate. I'll go first. That was yeah. the strongest moment. Yep. Yeah. And then he goes right back into his shell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like ah, that's not who we need right now. Right. I think when you are, when we are, you're absolutely right. But when, when you have forgotten 
your past, it makes you infantile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's like you really were born yesterday. Right. Right. It's and but wisdom makes you old. Yeah. Wisdom makes you wise. And what you're talking about, Gabe, is exactly right. Read Proverbs and don't be such a Gnostic. Yeah. When it says that wisdom is better than gold mm-hmm. and, and knowledge is better than rubies mm-hmm. and silver and anything precious you could imagine, like that's real. Yep. That's actually real. You have an inheritance when you, and, and this goes to George Gilder's point. Knowledge is wealth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is wealth. And we have been given a massive inheritance right. that we have forgotten. And I think you're absolutely right. You begin to remember that by just remember the inheritance you've been given in your own family. Right. Yeah. Then, then look around. Yeah. Where, where else have we been given knowledge, understand, and wisdom? But when you, when you reject that, and, and fundamentally, I think bottom of all this is we've rejected the notion of truth. Mm-hmm. That truth and is real. Mm-hmm. That truth is real. Um, and and we, we think we, we've, you know, we, we, we talk about absolute truth. But I don't think even Christians really believe it. Mm-hmm. I think we think that truth is is something that um, helps us a lot. Yeah. But I don't think we believe in truth like our grandparents and our great grandparents did. Right. That no. When when you when you, truth is is actually ironclad. Mm. Truth is goes is a foundation that goes all the way down that you can actually build your whole life on. You can bank everything on. I mean, I think you've asked this question before, Gabe, or at least in my head you did. I don't know if you really I'll take did. it. I'll take it. But I think it's a question like, it goes something like this. Um, what what does it take to get a man to say, give me liberty or give me death? Yeah. Did you ask that question? I don't know, but I, it sounded like, you know, it sounds that, like me. It sounds totally. brilliant, like something yeah. like you would ask. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Henry's famous. Give me liberty. Right. You know, the kids memorize yeah. that. Yeah. Give me liberty or liberty. Isn't that cute? Yeah. No, it's not cute. Give about- me liberty or give me death. Like these men... They could have been the, hung. They the could have been signers hung. of the Declaration of Independence yep. said that they they were they 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 banked they bet their lives their fortunes on right. this, and they knew that they were um like they would they would die for this, yep. like like that's what they did. And it's like who um who, who's willing to actually die yeah. for you, truth anymore? Okay, I know what you got to go right. I do. Okay. And like, and I got five minutes. Well, because here's what, here's what I ask, because I'm going to move this a little bit. Yeah. Do you think those that are opposed to Christian nationalism actually have that sentiment apart in them? Because that's what. They give me liberty or give me death and, sentiment. And I'm not speaking about the secular. I'm talking about the Christians because that's We're the heritage. against Christian nationalism. Yes. Because yeah. I haven't found any of those guys who are opposed to Christian nationalism found a branch of Christian nationalism that they can identify well, with. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell yeah. you the story about the older gentleman at the at the Mike Huckabee event? You said it on Twitter, but you didn't say it. And I've, and I've said it on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. I've, I've told the story a few times. So right after we, so we did a Mike Huckabee event, uh, Idaho Family Policy Center. Yeah. Go to their website, idahofamily.org, give. Um, and uh, Mike Huckabee spoke. It was a fundraising uh, thing. Um, and after, right afterwards, this older gentleman comes up to me. And says, um, are you guys Christian nationalists? Mm. And I said, well, we believe that our, our, all, our, all our literature says Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh-huh. I said, we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord of the public square and every nation's laws should reflect his law. And he said, well, okay, but have you heard of Christian nationalism? I said, yeah. And I said, there are certain versions of it that I would identify with and there are certain versions of it that I probably wouldn't. And he said, okay, fine. 
do you believe that America was a Christian nation at its founding? And I said, oh yeah, definitely. And he says, you're a Christian nationalist. Mm. <laughs> and then walked away, which and it sort of left me. I was like, wait, 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 what? Uh, he wasn't from CNN. So I don't know if he was a fed or, you know what? But, <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't know. But, um, but I think if like, basically, I mean, so I think some of these people who are like highly critical of, of the conversation, I think like you need to just recognize that if you think America should be Christian in any sense, like in any sense, you're in the category, like you're going to be in, in cell block. What is it Four. CB4 with, with us? Right. And with Stephen Wolf. Yeah. And with Andrew Isker and Andrew yeah. Torba. Yeah. And like yeah. they don't care. That's right. Yeah. They don't care. Now, like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think we should. And have, if you're not willing to recognize that, then I don't I don't know if I can trust you. Yeah. I mean, because I, if, if I, I'm actually getting to the point where I'm a little concerned about people who are saying that they don't think America should be a Christian nation. I'm I'm concerned about like right. forget the Christian nationalist. Like we'll yeah, we'll yeah. deal with all yeah, the people sure, on this side. Sure, sure. What are the people who's like, no, America shouldn't be Christian? I'm like, what what are the what are the crown in, rights of King Jesus? In any sense? Yeah, in so, any so sense. So it should be pagan. Right. I, I mean there's not I as mean as long as Christians can live peaceable lives in the pagan nation, sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, but, but you're absolutely right. But I I mean like I mean like You know what I mean? Like you, we need to recognize though that the founders of our country, back to the point of the, the testimony, um they were committed, Bible-believing, Protestant Christians. They were yep. self-conscious about it. Yeah. They, they, they're like, I think it's like 50 of the 55 signers of the Constitution were um, Bible-believing yeah. Orthodox Christians. Yeah. Um, I think it's 53 because they well, were two. One of them, one of them was Catholic. And then well, uh, Benjamin Franklin yeah, and uh, but uh, it, like Jefferson. they would be but, in cell block C too. Yeah, they'd be there too. <laughs> and, 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 but the thing is, yeah. is like they were they were particularly concerned about the civil government getting its grubby fingers in the church as it had done in England and, mm. and, and on the continent a whole yeah, bunch. Yeah. And so, yes, they did write the Constitution in a way that they was trying to create certain kinds of distance, uh, uh, distance from yeah. that. Uh-huh. But they were doing it on thoroughly biblical. Christian yep. mm-hmm. grounds. Yep. Um, they wanted um, the state to stay in its civil lane mm-hmm. and they, and they wanted the church to be free mm-hmm. uh, to do what the church is supposed to do and mm-hmm. families yeah. be free to do what they're supposed to do. But we need to remember our testimony. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them until tomorrow. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight laugh and feast this is cross politic the word of god is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit of joints and marrow through the spirit god's word changes lives it cuts us to the heart and reshapes us as you strive to read and study scripture Having a good set of tools can help. From setting reminders for a great reading plan to word studies and commentaries that shed light on difficult passages to listening on the go, the Olive Tree Bible app can help you dig into the word wherever you are. Olive Tree Bible app. Read, study, listen, anywhere.